0: Guys, Welcome back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. Tyson Popplestone here. So glad that you are here with us. So today we've taken a slight pivot from the usual conversations around distance running and those associated with distance running and focused our attention a little more to one of the other sports that I'm really passionate about working on and that is the AFL football scene. So if you're a fan of Australian football or you're a coach or a player trying to figure out how to improve the running element of your game, this one's more ...aimed towards you. I caught up with Under 18.5's coach from the Essendon District's Football League... ...Cole Harvey, who became a member of the Relaxed Running Membership... ...a little over six months ago, I would say. He's a, he's a passionate coach with a, a real eye for improvement... And ...as a part of improving the skill element of their game... ...and the, the wrestling and the strength element of their game. I say wrestling because we talk about the strength training... ...that they're doing as a team and I thought it was really impressive... Uh, he decided to venture out and try and get some assistance with some professional running training for the team. And he'd contacted me recently just to say how happy he'd been with the whole process and how much it had helped. So I was really interested to pick his brain about what specifically he enjoyed. So this is a little more of a I guess you could say a coach's call. I was just curious to find out, hey, what's working? Um, what what was uh, really made easier for you through the program? Is there anything in particular that you need guidance with now? It was a really good conversation, and I think one which is, is going to be helpful to especially coaches of, of all levels, just trying to figure out how to improve the game, because Cole's got a, a beautiful ability to be clear with his words, to break down analytically what's working, what's not. And what needs to be improved. So it was a really enjoyable conversation. It was short. It was sweet. If you're not a part of the Relax Running AFL membership, you can jump on over to relaxrunning.com slash AFL. And I'm obviously, I'm really excited to let you know that as a new feature in the AFL running membership, I've recently added a technique analysis component. So if you want to jump on over now for the same price that everything is and how much it's always been. I'm going to leave that there and you'll still get access to the technique analysis, which is going to help you run more efficiently. It's going to help you use your energy more wisely, which in a game of footy is obviously quite crucial. So if you want to jump over to relaxrunning.com slash AFL, you can join up for any of the memberships there and I'll work with you as an individual all year long, helping you not only with your training programs, but also with your technique. Now, before I hit pause and introduce Cole Harvey to the podcast, I've got to let you all know that this episode is brought to you by Rundy's Undies Athletic Underwear. These guys are the go-to undies in the athletic world. As I always tell you, I don't just say that because they're a sponsor. They're a sponsor because I say that. I've been a fan of their stuff before they've been a sponsor. And I just like what they do. They're comfy, they're light, they're smooth. They feel so good to run in, regardless of the sport that you're playing. And as a Relaxed Running member, or as a Relaxed Running listener, you can get 20% off all of their items by going to rundies.com.au and entering the coupon code SMOOTH21. That's SMOOTH21. Jump on over now, check it out. I always say, if you get your stuff and you're not happy with it, I'll give you a free 12-month membership on the Relaxed Running Membership. But no one's taking me up on that offer and they won't because Rundies a quality product. So <laughs> with that said, let me get out of your way. If you wanna get in touch with Cole and uh, and just chat all things footy coaching, make sure you check out the show notes in the link below. But this is myself and Cole Harvey speaking about AFL running. I hope you enjoy. Oh, so mate, thanks thanks so much for making the time. I was sort of um I had uh, this is more I guess for pre season I was thinking, but there's a there's a few coaches like yourself who had asked a few questions and I've I've tried to um just be as clear as I can about, you know, what's inside the membership and um how I try and help players and coaches and, and solve problems and what's good, what's bad, blah, blah, blah. But I, I thought I might just um I, I was gonna try and create like a little resource where um you know I interview a few coaches and, and a few players and it, just so people have got something a little bit more in depth if they're if they're sort of in your shoes and trying to figure out if they want to you know partner up or get some guidance or, or whatever it is I just it's I guess it's just a it's a, a little bit of a pilot to see um to see whether it might answer a few more questions so uh, just as a little bit of clarity for, for your headspace but I'll, I'm still going to put it up on the um it's called the relax running podcast but I'll put it up as like a an AFL running episode rather than sort of your your distance running episode. So just so you uh, you don't get anyone coming back going, oh, mate, I heard you on that podcast, and you thinking I didn't know it was public or whatever.
1: It's all good, mate. That's fine. No, it's it's good. It's um it's uh I'm just writing a couple of notes like right that. Um, no, that's all, that's all fine, mate. That's, um. um <laughs> No, that's all good, mate. I, I, thanks for clearing that up and making that clear. That's um that's that's handy. It's uh look, mate, all in all, I, I we'll obviously go through some of the questions and just have a, a general chat about it, but um but quite seriously it's it's something that um I'll elaborate on about um I guess my want to try and continue to improve but also improve the the, the players. Um mm-hmm. but the program's just sensational. Like it's it's Easeability, even if that's not a word, easeability yeah. to, be able to, to be able to navigate through it. And um, you know, I'm, I'm picking and choosing a little bit of some of the stuff that you're doing that you you obviously put up there for us as we pro progress through the season. We're already up to round five. I oh, isn't
0: it? It's so crazy, man. I know. I was uh, I was having a look at some of the local rounds the other day, and I was thinking, gee, we just it doesn't take long before you're halfway through the season, does it?
1: It's frightening. It's just it, it's it's frightening. So it's. Uh, um, before you know it we'll be at the halfway mark and um you know we'll be hopefully heading into
0: finals with a little bit away yeah yeah come on that's good so mate, should we um i've already hit record just because i've had too many experiences where i get to the end of the podcast and and go to press stop recording and i start and go oh my god i don't know how i'm going to tell this person that we've just spoken for an hour <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <somebody that's did. laughs> that's been so that is recording on skype i um thanks for getting bloody skype I've i've got a a little thing called Ecam Call Recorder, and it's just a really, really good quality program that just makes the editing side of things so much easier. So that's um, nice. I've got that running in the background. I'm hopeless with Zoom, trying to send invites and stuff. I'm just, uh, I don't know what my issue is, but I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right, mate. Can you hear me loud and clear? Now? Mate, that's you are,
0: loud. I'm actually really jealous of your setup. Your, your Wi-Fi seems amazing. Your chair looks unreal. Your, your me, picture's you, crystal clear.
1: Gaming chair. <laughs> I, bought, I bought this thing. I'll just, I'll tell you what the name of it is. It's a, oh, it's just a Logitech, um, it's a Logitech speaker and it's like a round camera.
0: Oh man, I've been looking at the exact screens. things.
1: Yeah, it really, yeah. it wasn't that dear either I don't think.
0: Oh, that's unreal, they're so good. I've actually, um, so I'm in the process of, of trying to get a few more of these up on YouTube and uh, yeah, I've been looking at a few of those Logitech cameras as well. I, um, I, I'm i trying to figure out whether I can, I get excited and I think okay, I'm just going to go buy a really good camera and, uh, and my wife's a, a little more conservative. She goes, how about you just work your way up to it? You know, you're on the webcam now. Why don't you get a Logitech and then we'll just gradually progress. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm a little bit all the gear and no idea otherwise. I'll just go for top of the range and, and, and figure
1: it out as we go. Yeah, I didn't even know how to set this thing up. I just got it there and sort of twisted it around a little bit. Oh, that looks okay. But it was, uh... <laughs> when COVID hit, we, we did quite a few meetings and that on it. It was, uh, it was quite good, so
0: oh that's good now you got a great setup well mate we're all we're all recording so as you say i've uh, i've fired a few questions and stuff through to you and and like if there's anything you want to pull me up on or if you want to just throw in your two cents worth on it's just honestly just a, a conversation more than an more than an interview so um yeah if we if you feel like there's no such thing as a tangent on here so if you feel like you're going down a rabbit hole <laughs> where you're like crap how, how do i get mate just roll with it because uh no, you're mate. gonna have to put up with a few from me i can imagine
1: <laughs> that's fine mate that's awesome
0: Wait, well, to get to get it started, I'm. Uh, I guess I'd be interested just to to hear a little bit about your story and for for people to hear a little bit about you. Because uh, I was saying before I hit record that uh, that usually this podcast is dedicated more to the distance running scene, but obviously, like the the AFL side of the running is a is a big passion of mine, a massive love of mine as well. So it's a new little feature on the the relaxed running podcast that I wanted to kick started with. And I'd uh, I've sort of spoken to you, you know, on and off through Instagram and emails over the the last couple of months, but. Uh, just to paint a picture of, of the roles that, that you're playing in the, in the footy world at the moment and how things are going, um, how do you sort of explain that? Where are you, where are you situated
1: there? Yeah, thanks, Tyce. Look, oh, it's, um, at, currently I'm the 18.5, uh, under 18.5 coach at the Hillside Football Club and we, we participate in the Essendon District Football League. Um, outside of that, I've got some involvement at the Colder Cannons with the under-17s program there as well. And a, a good mate of mine, Luke Williams, he and I both coach the under-15 EDFL programs as well. So um, I've got a real passion for that that age group, so that 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old um, boys and girls, just in terms of their development um, and seeing them progress through the grades and, and uh, um, you know have some impact, I guess, in their development so that they can sort of reach and, and play, be the best football they could possibly be.
0: Yeah, no, beautiful. That's good. So you got to got a hand in a few pies but what the under 18.5s is the uh is the main role for you the main the main focus is that right?
1: That's correct that's correct guys yeah and that's why I, I did reach out to you uh, uh back uh sometime during COVID I guess it was but um yeah that's that's my main focus and it's the first time that I've, I've uh uh gone into coaching senior men's although they're under 18.5s but it's classed as seniors in the ADFL so it was my first foray into that into that age group mate and uh it's been, it's been a fantastic ride so
0: far. Yeah, no, that's unreal. I've, uh, I've got a couple of mates who have stepped into the coaching world, and I know it's no easy, uh, easy feat <laughs> trying to figure out drills and skills and uh, everything else that comes with coaching. So we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But it's a, uh, I guess it's a bit of an interesting journey. It's an interesting conversation for me because I came from the distance running. Well, as a junior, till I was about 14, I was, I was right involved in the footy world. And then uh, as a couple of the blokes that I was running around the footy field with started to get bigger and I just got skinnier from my (laughs) running, I thought, you know what, these bumps are starting to hurt, I'll focus on the distance side of things. But I used to do a bit of running with, um, I'm sure you'll know him now, he's playing tonight actually, we've got this podcast going just before the Richmond Geelong game and uh, Mark Blitzard is is running around as a a pretty solid player in the team there and me and him had a a few good rivalries, um, you know, going back seven or eight years, probably longer than that now. And I saw his transition into the AFL, and uh, I thought, mate, if he can do it, I'll, I'll have a crack at this. <laughs> and uh, I uh-huh. ended up, I ended up having a good old crack, and I was, I went down and had a bit of a chat with like uh, Melbourne, and, and Paul Roos gave me, a, a, you know, a little bit of a listen, and but I was 27 and probably about a foot too short to to get taken too seriously, but <laughs> I ended up back at um, Baldwin Footy Club in the Eastern Footy League, and, and spent a bit of time out uh, doing some training with the Box Hill Hawks in the VFL, and and it was just, mate, it was fascinating to me. Um, just as a new kid down there from a distance running scene just how how many questions were being fired my way about the running coaching even from the top coaches um, who I knew had strength and conditioning coaches and they had the fitness teams in place but the the running side of things that it sort of intrigued me that there was there was still a lot of questions and um, even though there were some good answers I felt like there was a real lack of confidence and and even time for a lot of the coaches to try and navigate that world so it's uh, I guess I sort of found my way into this scene by default but I was just interested, mate, to, to hear about you. So it was your first. Is it your first year coaching down in the districts at the moment, as the as a senior coach, or have you been in that role for a couple of years?
1: Uh, this is the first. This is the first year as the uh, as the coach. I've always coached junior football. From I actually started off at um, at Hillside in the OzKick program. So I've actually worked myself through uh, there. But I have I have been senior assistant coach with senior football. Um, when uh, I worked pretty closely with a couple of the coaches at, at Hillside in the Division One uh, senior grade. so And my, my actual first foray into the senior football was not completely the same as yours, but along the same journey that um, I, I saw the seniors play for the first time uh, quite a few years ago and just couldn't believe how unfit they were. And uh, I've always had a passion. I was nowhere near as good a runner as what you were or uh, certainly Mark was, but um I certainly had a passion for, for fitness and I was always um brought up that way. So um at that stage, um a good mate of mine, Scott Jeline, who's my assistant coach and is my SNC for the for the under 18s this year. Uh Scotty and I looked at each other and thought, I think we can make some impact here. So we actually took over the fitness for on one particular year and and thankfully we were successful and then the club won their first flag. Um so that was fantastic, but but I, I guess um during COVID, I think, you know, I'm a sort of a a toolbox half-empty or half-full sort sort of person, so I I just don't think you can ever stop learning. Um, And I'm intrigued at going to watch some AFL clubs train when we were able to. I was intrigued by their running that they did in training. And Mm -hmm. uh, you hear a lot of coaches, you know, the old days go out and run 5, 10Ks, and then, you know, a lot of coaches talk about getting fitness through using the footies. But I just felt as though... And being involved at Calder, just just looking at the, the running and the, the programs that they were putting in place, I was intrigued by it um, and how I could sort of come into a being a new coach in the 18.5s and making impact uh, and provide those boys with some structure around their fitness and their running as well.
0: Yeah, no, beautiful. Because I, I know stepping into any coaching role, and um, it sounds like you've had plenty of experience up your sleeve through years through the juniors, but uh, I guess when you take on the uh, that, that senior role, that, that main man, kind of role there's a there's a lot of different plates to keep on spinning in a lot of different fields to try and navigate so I guess it's a um, you know if you're not a switched on unit can be a pretty overwhelming kind of uh, uh, task even if you are a switched on unit I can imagine it's probably a a pretty difficult kind of task but um, from a from the running perspective obviously just staying on tune because otherwise I'll end up down the rabbit hole of (laughs) AFL and we won't talk anything (laughs) running but I was just curious to know a little bit about some of the problems that that you'd been trying to solve and obviously you'd mentioned that you know learning has just been a massive a passion of yours and something that you just want to keep on doing but uh, from a running perspective i guess what was the uh, what was the ro- the goal what was the intention what sort of um you know got you curious in trying to get a little bit of guidance with the with the running side of things
1: i, I think we've, I, I was always um we're, we're, i'm always very very organized when it comes to training and gut training plans um and, and I'm, I'm a bit of a, a footy tragic but um uh i, I just felt as though it was time for some of these boys and, and I've, I've got a wonderful group. I've had a wonderful groups of young men and women that have come through and I've coached. Um, but they're in that age group where they're still very passionate about the game and they still still want to continue to improve. There, There's a lot of them that still, you know, very, very hopeful that they may get through into an Abelie program or something like that. Um, but, but I guess for me it was more around structure because, you um, we're very regimented in our training plans, as I mentioned earlier. But I think for me it was more around structure and actually being able to lay out a plan for the boys um, for this year in particular to say, okay, this is what week one looks like. And I was never, ever – I never, ever held back not telling them what the pro- programs were going to be in case they thought, oh, that's going to be tough tonight, I won't train. I was very, very true. – I'm very transparent that way. Um, so for me it was structure and actually being able to plan it out we did do some um, benchmark testing at the start of the program, um, and we did do some benchmarking at the end of the program. Um, I don't think it's ended, but if you, you sort of know what I mean with the with the pre season uh, tie. So um, for me, it was a lot about structure, and then and then the added benefit was that was that I was able to learn about and get my head around what it was you were sort of setting out uh, for us, um, and see what we can we, we can achieve
0: yeah it's interesting with the with the 18s and and any footy team really but I find it fascinating just to see the different buy-in rates and in community football I guess there's a a bit of a broader range of you know the buy-in from different players some people are there because it's a a really good social thing and some people are there because they just enjoy their footy and and some of the some of the guys and girls are just really trying to excel and 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 progress um, you know whether that's in a coaching role or in the in the playing role but uh it sounds like you've got your hands on a really good group of guys, and I'm sure your organization and your transparency with what it is that you're doing is uh is only helping that. But uh from a coach's perspective, like how have, how have you found the buy-in from a lot of the guys? Because obviously with the pre-season running program that that we've been working through together, it's um I guess one thing that I find is 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 pretty common in the running world, it's that it, it, it's not the lack of gut running or the inability for someone to get out and do gut running that's the problem. It's the it's the ability to hold the boys back and say, okay, we've actually got a goal in place. We don't want you guys to break down. We don't want you guys to get tired or plateau. We're actually trying to build up to round one. So um, I always find whenever I'm down at a, at a local club that I'm working with that the first couple of sessions are hilarious because you have a couple of guys who, um, and, and credit to them, they're really keen to, to you know make a bit of a mark and show their at running ability but but so often when it comes to progressing through the stages of the chart which is the the main form of training we've used this season it's uh there's not a lot of progress there so h- how's that journey been for you how has it been sort of getting the guys on the same page and, and just trying to keep a bit of a leash on them in the uh in the earlier parts of pre-season
1: it's actually a really good point that you make because there there were a couple of times and it was uh only from a couple of certain individuals who, who, who are reasonable runners uh again not certainly not in the class of some of the guys that you've you've worked with, but some of the boys were sort of like, oh well, oh is that is that it for tonight? Yeah, that's it for tonight. Was it? But they they were running it at good, and I I actually I did follow your program to the nth degree in terms of capacities and times and those types of things. um So it was a bit of a sales job, to be honest with you, Tyson, at the start because I. I really did read a lot of the um, the programs that, that were set up in, in the uh, on the website that we've got access to obviously and uh, um, I, I, I made I made mention that good we, we had a game good Friday we're very lucky that we had a game good Friday so we sort of set that as the goal the goal date. Um, you know training session number one or number three wasn't our destination for the in, in terms in the context of the running program. Uh, our our destination date was good friday so it was it was a slow burn it was a sales pitch that said this is how we're going to measure it this is this is the process and again love being organized and structured and this is what we're going to do and these are the you know the sunday slow jogs or the sunday walks or whatever it might have been um the buy-in was actually pretty good because it wasn't a they weren't i didn't feel as though they were getting smashed every night Mm. and uh as they continue to progress, and I, I think I think it might have been around about say week six to eight, they really started to motor, um, and that's when the, the, the cheeky the cheeky little comments like oh is that all we got tonight? That's when they, they started they started coming out. So look, we had we have two teams. We're very lucky at Hillside. We've got two under eighteen point five teams. The buy in from the boys that are playing in in the side that I coach, which is the the, the one side. Was, was quite was quite remarkable um, because I'm a big believer of, of you, you get out of what you put in. So that was part of the sales pitch as well to us, just to, mm. um, you know, and, and uh, I did a lot of with them at 47. It hurt a lot. But I was thinking
0: I, you look bloody fit, actually. As soon as you <laughs> answered the phone call tonight, I thought, hang on a second, I reckon this guy's surely following the program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, did a bit, I did a fair bit with him, and uh, if, if I got out of breath, I might have dropped the 200 out and just moved the cone <laughs> just to get my breath back, but... Uh, uh, but, but I did a lot with them, and um, uh, you know it was um, the, the effort was there. The biome was fantastic, and the the, the colder boys um, who get quite um, they get quite anxious about the two K time trials when they're in that league and that sort of thing. So um, I shared some of your your running programs with them, and and I must say, uh, and I'm sure the, the boys up at colder won't mind me saying this, but I, but I must say, under 17 boys at colder. Their running times for the 2K were, were really, really solid. And in fact, they were probably more impressive than the under-19s who are currently playing in that, that league. That The assistance that we got, of course, from, from you through the programs, but I think just that confidence and that slow burn and that, you know, it might be four, four 200s one night, then it might be six. And and, and as we continue to build um, was, was really quite good, was, was great.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's an interesting thing—the two K time trial. I feel like I've been quite harsh on it, and maybe without clarity. I'm a I'm a fan of it, um, but I think yeah, in a lot of the in a lot of the players' minds, even in the AFL, if it's just a two K time trial for the sake of a two K time trial, it's like okay, well the running boys leave with a lot of confidence, and everyone else goes okay, I guess I'm not a good runner. <laughs> um, but I've always liked the aim of saying okay, if you're gonna have a two K time trial, let's have one at the start of the season, at the end, uh, at start of preseason, maybe but as a little bit of a gauge just to show yourself how much room you, you had to, to improve over that fitness. And I always found that really, um, really good for my confidence from season to season because if uh, you, you're the kind of player who at the end of the year likes to have a couple of weeks off and just put your feet up, you, I think you get a little bit nervous if you've done a 2K time trial and it's 20 or 30 seconds slower than last year. But yep. after a couple of seasons of that and just, uh, you know, seeing the training programs that come into place, which we mix and match a, a little bit from year to year just in order to, you know, I, I'm a big fan of just keeping it fresh and, and keeping it interesting just so, uh, you know, any player who's been there for five years, they're not like, ah, oh, it's just the, the same go, thing done. over. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's really interesting to hear. So from a, a coach's perspective with the pre-season stuff, just whether it was running or whether it was drills or just from a personal perspective, what were some of the, uh, the big challenges that you, that, that you were trying to navigate your way through?
1: Oh look, for us, um, for us, guys, the the thing, and this is this is in in clubland, Australia wide. I, I can only imagine, but the infrastructure around AFL football hasn't grown at the same rate as the participation levels, and and the women's football, the introduction into the AFLW, and that has just been it's been phenomenal. Uh, there's no other word to describe it, in my opinion. So the, the knock-on effect is that you've got so many young girls that want to play footy infrastructure hasn't grown so for me a lot of the uh, and, and i'm sure i speak for a lot of other coaches was actual time and ground availability uh, particularly during the particularly during the summer with cricket uh, and other sports being conducted on the oval that we would normally play football on so challenge-wise was was time and and, and obviously venues and, and grounds together but um look other than that um the buying from the group were pretty well it was really really good so they were happy to actually go and do the running, um, and then we might go and grab a, a coffee or or, or or go somewhere after it, away from a away from the venue. So we might just go down to the yeah you know, Maribyrnong River or, or wherever it might be, and and conduct those sessions. Yeah. And then that would be it. That would be it. So um, yeah, it's, I'm sure a lot of the AFL um, people out there in podcast land would would concur with those thoughts just with the the, the rate of growth for the game but the infrastructure just hasn't come with us as yet
0: yeah sort of a good problem to have but uh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so you what you i was actually going to ask you where you'd been doing a lot of the chart training so what out along the uh, the meribyrnong river did you say you'd been doing quite a bit when there was no access to the ovals
1: a little bit yeah a little bit i mean we, we we've got a we've got a small oval so i've got a i've got a measuring wheel um with cones and i've went and spent a little bit of time and just marked the ground out so that the cones could go out. And, and I, was, I was pretty regimented on distance and time and that sort of stuff as per the program. So, um, no, the boys were the boys were good. Um, we don't call it running. We call it conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, yeah. that's that. whatever, whatever gets you <laughs> whatever through. Whatever works. Yeah, whatever <laughs> works. Um, and then uh, one of the boys that's uh, not such a good runner, um, he said, well, I think we should call the conditioning part my drill. His name's Drill. So that was good. So it was, you know, there's always typical footy club stuff. There's always a bit of humour and a bit of laughter, mate, which is uh, goes a long way. But um, now, probably our second ground and, and anywhere we could go really to to try and to try and get the programs done.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And stepping in from pre-season to the to the in-season part of the uh, the training, I always find this really fascinating. And I, I don't know if if you notice it much working with the junior clubs to date. Um, but there's always a, a there's a really big focus on on preseason running, um, and rightly so. And then as the season starts, obviously you've got a game every week. And I think a lot of coaches and, and players, especially in the senior ranks where things start to get quite serious, start to start to question. Uh, not not just seniors, even you know 18 where the boys start to really think about you know NAB Cup or, or TAC. I can't keep up. I'm not sure what it's called these okay, days. But, believe, um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the the serious side of footy. I, I find it interesting just watching the, the mindset change and, and just watching coaches and players try and navigate that, maintaining fitness with injuries, with another game coming up. How have you found that process? What does the current structure look like? Have you, have you managed to – because are you guys training on a – is it a Monday and a, a Wednesday? Or what days are you out in about um, at the
1: moment? No, so we play Saturday mornings and then uh, I train again Monday night and then Thursday night. So, Thursday, yeah. Um, yeah, look in the past, and I and I I agree um, with that because, and I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't reach out to you purely based on pre season. I'm I'm quite interested, and, and again, I've got Scotty Jardine, who's a, a great mate of mine, who's the S and C, and he he can navigate our way through the season, just in terms of um, yeah loading up and then dropping off and tapering and that sort of stuff. So we've incorporated the running into that, mate. Um, And in the past, clubs will get to round one and just drop off the cliff in terms of output on the track. So my – and I must admit, I'm I'm experimenting with this a little bit, but our main session is Monday night, and that's, that's tough. That's tough because that's only, what, a day or so after the game. And these boys are uh, – I look up to all these blokes. They're so, they're so <laughs> you tall. You mate I have the same they're problem, yeah. they big boys. They're <laughs> big boys and they hit hard, you know, and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's a, that's a bit of a challenge. Um, but Monday night – but I haven't – when I say I haven't backed them off, they do probably a 15-minute conditioning block on a Monday night, which is purely focused on running. And it might only be, um, you know, high intensity, but it might only be, you know, I think – through one of your programs, I just missed and matched a little bit, but it might be a couple of 200s, some 100s, some 75s and that sort of stuff, but it's specific running. And uh, I think the last three weeks, our last quarters, we've kicked. Last week, we kicked eight goals, in the last quarter, of the week before, we kicked seven. The week before that, we might have kicked 10. Jeez. So um, I haven't actually said to them, I told you so, in terms of the running program, but I but I can clearly they, – they come to the three-quarter time now and know – that as long as we stick to the structure, we, the fitness isn't a problem.
0: Yeah. It's just no, that's, a problem. that's awesome. That's, that's a really good point about structure as well. Cause, um, it's, it's interesting depending on the, the player, depending on the coach that you talk to, there's some, uh, interesting perspectives on how important the running part of a game is. And obviously for midfielders and your your half backs, your half forwards or whatever, it's sort of pretty self-explanatory when you, when you look at the satellite footage or the, the you know, the, what do you call it? Like the GPS trackers yeah. as to how far these guys are, are, are running. Um, but yeah, I, I can't agree more. Like the the running's one part of it. Like if you're uh, the best AFL team with the or the fattest blue group of blokes with the best skills are, are more likely going to beat a a really fit team with with uh, with no skills. I always say. So I think it's interesting just to um uh, try and try and use that running as a, a bit of a foundation to build those skills upon. Because if you've got the if you've got the skills and you've got the structure and you can also run out a game of footy, that's where. I think it comes in as an added advantage, but if you're sort of sacrificing a lot of skills and drills just to get really fit, I feel like you're obviously missing a real important part of the ingredient. So um, yeah. I feel like you touched on a really good, a really good
1: point just there. And that's one of the challenges for all coaches out there, and and uh, and I'm sure they'll agree. But yeah, we, we do have limited time. We're amateur, we're amateur um, footballers. We're not full time, obviously like the AFL boys, yeah. but we have limited time with our with our athletes. We really do. Um, and I'm a big one for you know every night of training, our, our guys will touch the footy. Oh, I, I try and hit the 800 to 1,000 times a night. Jeez, so that's just plenty of footies, plenty of balls um, at, at, a, at a nice intensity level. Um, but the interesting thing that I've found, Tyce, during this season so far, and we're only five rounds in, but the running's really, really important. But I think what I've noticed is, is that there's running and, and, and then there's being able to maintain a level of running at a higher intensity level. Mm. So I think unfit sides just simply, whether they run or they don't, but our fit, fitter sides can actually maintain a higher level of intensity for a sustained period during a game. And that's where I feel as though, and, and it's only purely in, in my opinion and from what I've experienced so far, mate, is that our boys have been able to maintain a very high level when, when the opposition are throwing everything at you and then be able to maintain a, a, a really high standard of fitness that will get us through the second half of the third quarter and then take us through the last quarter and finish your game off. So um, Scotty Jardine, again, uh, the SNC, he has to take a lot of credit for that because he does a lot of body weight stuff with the boys. Um, we do a lot of grappling and a lot of wrestling and that sort of stuff. So that it's, it's a different fitness altogether, you know. That's unreal. Uh, those boys that can run, you know, 6 minute 10, 2Ks, uh, yeah, you, you still, then, they, then you've got to get them on the ground and grapple them. Well, then it, it takes all sorts, Tyus. It takes all
0: sorts. It's very interesting. It's funny you say it as well. One of the things I noticed, and I, I tried not to straighten anyone out or clarify it too much because it made me look very good, was that it would come to the last quarter of a game of footy, and some people would say to me, mate, like your leg speed is incredible. And uh, I was too scared <laughs> to tell them that it wasn't. Like, if we lined up on a 100 metre sprint, the chances are I'd be in the back half of the field or maybe even a bit further back. Uh, but that that strength, that speed endurance, which just comes through that sustained hard running with with gradually decreasing you know uh, recovery periods is it 's a secret weapon, especially when you 're combining it with the with the skills and the amount of touches of the footy the boys are getting at training and the amount of you know grappling work they 're getting It sounds like a pretty uh, a pretty uh, daunting thing to to sort of have to try and navigate through but mate, from from your perspective, just as we go forward and we try and clarify and try and improve is there is there anything in particular right now that you 've You've needed a little bit more help with, or a little bit more guidance with with the with the running work, because obviously there's there's so many different areas to to touch on that you know always going to get a chance to to give me a buzz. But but while we're here and you know having a chat face to face, it's better than Instagram. Is there is there anything in particular that uh, that needs clarifying or, or, or needs um, sort of straightening out that uh, that you'd like to see a bit more focus on?
1: Um, I've, look, I, I think the preseason stuff is just laid out impeccably well. It's, it's it's so good. I can get on the computer. You know, if I'm running a little bit late, I can go. I know exactly what week I'm up to. Open up the website, hit print, bang, gone, and I'm out the door and I'm off to train. Um, probably, and and I, I've, the program's so good. I'm not not just just saying that, but I, I think um, the in-season stuff as to when to ramp them up and then when to back them off. Mm. I think that's a real challenge for amateur coaches. And um, you know, you're a professional in your area. Um, I, I, I can I can coach okay. Um, but I think, you know, supporting local coaches with the types of programs that you've put together, that, that in-season stuff, that's a real tricky one. And where these And these kids are getting injured. And I'm not used to that, to be perfectly honest. For the under-14s, 16s and that, they they get the odd niggle here and there. But these some of these boys are... I've lost, I've lost two uh, season-ending injuries this year, and it's just not something that I'm used to. So we, we've got to manage that Monday night thing, which is only a couple of, couple of days after the game, and then when to build them up. And then when to drop them off. So, you know, with a bit of like, we'll, we'll make it into the finals. And, uh, you know, just, I guess, from a running perspective, when to ramp them up and when to back them off. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I, I, I'm being nitpicking because the program's awesome. But that, that could be a focused area and something that, that AFL coaches could possibly um, see as a huge advantage man.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good point. And I think uh, the the trouble with it, obviously, is there's no such thing as a generic one size fits all training program for anyone, let alone the uh, the tapering for the for the uh, for the in season stuff. So it's a really it's a really big point that you touched on, and and something that I yeah I, I reckon. Uh, Man, it's it'd be amazing just to try and just to try and do a one size fits all, or just to try and um, come up with the secret ingredient that is, that, that just fit. But that's no, it's a really it's a really important one that you've you've touched on. So, mate, that's uh, that's going to be a big highlight, big focus. I've taken a little mental note for myself just over the next twelve months to to really try and figure out uh, through these conversations how we can uh, how we can make that even more sort of streamlined and, and and fit what it is that you guys are doing a little bit better. So. Um. Hey, hey, keep posted. Keep your eyes peeled on on that department. We'll uh, we'll see what oh, we can yeah. do. I'd love to try and put it together as a little app as well. But uh it's funny the amount of uh, the amount of companies I call them that's say, okay, the, our, our starting price is about fifty grand for an app. Oh, mate. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's um,
1: yeah. App starts with a dot before the A. I think there's a dollar sign before that. Before that, <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. Look, it'd be handy, man. If you're happy to invest the, the money, you're, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a happy <laughs> user. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: no awesome cole well mate it's uh it's a it's a great time to chat i've got my eye on the clock because i told you about half an hour and we're at 33 minutes right now um and i know that that game started we're about halfway through the first quarter so i'd be interested <laughs> to go up and and uh and check that out but mate hey it's really good to to just get a chance to to, to speak to you face to face and um as i said like if you ever ever need anything just shoot me a message or give me a call or we can do more skype dates like this if you need but uh Hey, I'm, uh, I'm cheering for you from a distance, and and I'm glad you've been enjoying it and found it helpful. So it's, uh, it's good to hear.
1: Nah, it's awesome, mate. Look, thank you very much. It was, um, it was good I, I, I caught you on the, pod, the, on the footy coaches podcast or, or something along those lines. Yeah, what I reached yeah. Out Before, But, yeah, mate, uh, if through, through your, through your um, social media stuff, if any, anyone that's listening out there that's an AFL coach and and wants to get it from the horse's mouth, um, I'm, I, I love sharing information. I think we can all get better. So uh, feel free to share my contact detail, you know, with people that reach out, but I'm happy to, I'm happy to spread the word. Awesome, uh, man.
0: Um, awesome. Now nah, I'll, uh, I'll whack all that in the show notes. So, uh, so as long as you're happy for that, I'll, I'll, I'll whack your email or, or your website or what is it that you would prefer? Just your social media details. Yeah.
1: Just uh, if, if you've got that Instagram, whatever it is, mate, just, um, put that up there. I do. I do. I
0: got that up here in front of me. So I'll, uh, I'll make sure that gets a share, Cole.
1: Awesome, mate. No worries. Look, thanks again, Tice. It's been, um, been fantastic, mate, to catch up. And um, uh, we'll hopefully report on some success with, uh, with the group that we're training at the moment.